0: Hello friends, welcome back, happy day. Uh, We are caffeinated and we are back with another episode. Today we are going to chat about some non-scale wins and it's a long list. There is a huge long list of like wins and signs of progress that come without a scale. So we're just going to touch on some of maybe the ones that aren't talked about so much and then we'll touch on like the obvious ones as well. That's the game plan for today. So grab a beer, a glass of wine, a cup of coffee, your water if you're dr- if you're driving and let's get popping. Like that you just had to like count yourself in like that.
1: <laughs> just mentally preparing for this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I still uh, get nervous talking. It's just like I don't want to sound dumb on this podcast, but <laughs> Oh my gosh.
0: There's so many times that I like I struggle listening back on some of our podcasts. First of all, I hate the sound of my voice. It's like hearing your voice on like a recording. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that one. I hate that so so much. Um but yeah, I think we've gotten to the point in this podcast even where I think back on some of the things that we have said and how we've worded them. And it it just leaves so much room for us to, like, improve on this podcast. And I'm so excited to, like, see where it goes.
1: Yeah. I – there's – it's so weird to me when people come up out of the blue and, like, tell me, like, that was a really good podcast. Like, I'm like – I just think I'm such a – it's like that imposter syndrome, totally. right? Like, I Like, th- I think it's just, like, I feel like I'm such a scrub. And, like, I don't know <laughs> – as much as I wish I did and then people actually take that shit to heart and then give us positive feedback and it makes me feel kind of (laughs) good. It's so
0: hard not to overanalyze it like every time we like drop a new one I'm like oh like and I know that there's people out there that listen that probably don't agree with everything that we say and that's totally fine like I'm here for that conversation but it's just terrifying to think about
1: yeah, we, we guard ourselves to, to criticism, and, and I mean, I mean that's, just, that's just human nature to guard yourself against criticism, but um, you're right. Like, what we say, a lot of it is kind of opinion, and then stuff that we have read or researched or studied, um, and I mean, opinions always evolve, science always evolves, and maybe what we're saying might not be incorrect, It might not be totally correct, but it might not be incorrect some people have different perceptions, right? And at the end of the day, it's all about one's formulated opinion. And I think I think it's a beautiful thing. I would hate to have, live in an echo chamber where I'm always right or you're always right. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, we have to have disagreements to, to really see some neutral ground and see just other perspectives.
0: Totally. And I think, especially with, like, the fitness and wellness industry, like, it is a forever evolving industry. Like, as we learn more about science and the body which is like I feel like we will forever be learning about like um a prime example is we talked a little bit about this last week but the whole like balance is bullshit conversation that this this is a new conversation in the fitness and wellness industry this is something that is just starting to evolve and I'm hearing like more and more about it and I I do love it I think like forever watching this industry evolve and looking back on some of the things we said, like now that there is a new conversation coming, it's like, oh, okay, wait a second. Like I get what they're saying and and I agree with what they're saying and previous things that we have said could have been worded different to reflect how we feel about certain things. So I think it's really fun, like, well, fun and absolutely fucking terrifying at the exact same time that we're so new in this podcasting space and already I'm like seeing changes in this industry and having to reflect a little bit more on what we've said because it is forever changing, so. Yeah. There's my little morning rant. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, like, if Joe Rogan can have a podcast and say some ridiculous shit, I think we can have a podcast too. We don't need to go there. We do not,
0: we do not need to go there. (laughs) But
1: back on the topic of today. So non-scale wins, like, I, you mentioned this to me, and then this morning, like, I just had this brain dump of shit that I wanted to talk about. I
0: was downstairs, and, like, I could hear you. Like, you were, like, running around upstairs. I was like, what is this kid freaking doing? Like, yeah. I could just hear you. And then you came downstairs, and I was like, what are you doing? And you were like, I, I just, I I had a podcast idea, and we had, I had to write it all down, and I was like, okay, well, you can continue doing that before you completely forget everything. And you were like, yeah, cool, great, bye. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I shot out of bed.
1: I'm like, there's ideas, there's shit rolling around in my head, I got to get it on paper. And, like, I've been really focused on just trying to get thoughts on paper recently. Like, I've been super hyper-focused on that, and that that's um, more like a mental health thing. Um, but it just allows me to just word vomit. And put shit on paper so that I can get a brilliant idea or even just express things um, you know oftentimes it's hard to express things verbally so you have to express things like on paper and just kind of write a letter to yourself and it's it's a good reminder Like <laughs> it's it's a brilliant reminder to really be in tune with that so um, tip of the day start writing shit down, start writing shit out. <laughs> All of
0: those times that I have said journaling is so beneficial. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yep.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Glad we're back to that. Anywho. <laughs>
1: Anywho. So let's talk about non-scale wins or um, progress that, or progress markers that we often forget about. Or um, don't acknowledge. Or don't acknowledge. Because they can actually be quite huge. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, when we talk about progress, we talk about... Your pant size going down, or you know, you fit into that cocktail dress that you that's been hanging in your closet since like in sync was a thing, right? Like, you have one of those, right? Absolutely, <laughs> got a little frill to it. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's how long yeah. that's been around. Hey, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm Our, I've am i told Jan about it. He, he's 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 well turned. Moving on, oh my god, oh, yeah, just. Don't, I am uncomfortable. Oh, don't check my phone. There's a conversation on there. It's, I, do, I don't. <laughs> nope. Any of this. Nope.
0: Moving forward. <laughs> Coach, don't touch me there. <laughs> Michael, you're going to get him fired.
1: Uh, he doesn't listen to this. AHS doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Anyways, but yes, yeah, so we typically... It has been for years and years and years and years and years. Like, if you're... If the scale's not moving, you're failing.
1: Yeah, and I mean... Every, or a lot of coaches just basically base their identities on this, right? Like, lose 30 pounds in 30 days or, you know, hit this weight goal or look slim in in two weeks sort of thing. Like, there's so many things based on this. But what about the things that we cannot tangibly see? (laughs) Let's talk about those things because those are important.
0: And before we dive into this, I do want to say, like, the scale is an important tool. Oh, it for sure. It is a tool to use absolutely, whether you are trying to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight—all of those things. It is an important scale to use because it is able to give you data. But at the end of the day, everything that you use to monitor your progress is simply data.
1: Hmm. It is data. It is, it's all data points that that create a whole picture, right? And I mean, where I will say the scale is super important is for people with. Uh, People with like some disordered eating, right, anorexia or binge eating disorder, right, like people who are gaining weight at a rapid pace and, and they're at a dangerously high BMI and need to decrease weight, right? Um, for people like that, the scale becomes very important. For people competing, the scale becomes very important, right? Both in a like CrossFit competition or boxing or Muay Thai, uh, powerlifting, like you need to meet a weight goal. Mm-hmm. So it becomes very important that. But for the everyday person, let's talk about the things that don't involve a scale. All
0: right.
1: They're super important too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Any any place that you can acknowledge your wins is super important to keep at the forefront of your mind during this journey. Yeah. You have a whole freaking list here. I do have a whole
1: freaking list. It's great. Let's go through it. Um, So my first one, and I think this is one of the biggest ones for me because this is actually one of the ways that I track my progress and how my body's adapting to a new exercise program or how I'm feeling, and that is a lower resting heart rate. Super easy to measure, uh, but has very large implications to overall health and wellness. Why is that? So a lower resting heart rate means your your heart is becoming more efficient at pumping blood. It's we're strengthening those muscles. We're strengthening that left ventricle, able to push blood out of that chamber and circulate through the body. Um, we have a decreased peripheral vascular resistance, so it means that our blood vessels uh, outside, you know, the main trunk, right? Your pulmonary uh, complex, your your coronary complex, all those vessels outside the body, they're relaxing a little bit, so blood flow is able to be a little bit more um, passive. Um, your heart doesn't need to push hard on those vessels to try and get blood to them to try and get cells perfused and it it just it's magical (laughs) it's so magical
0: I'm gonna dumb this down for everybody that has no idea what the fuck (laughs) I just said because he just nerded out so hard Uh, essentially in layman's terms a lower resting heart rate means your body doesn't have to work as hard or your heart doesn't have to work as hard to keep circulating the same amount of blood so If your resting heart rate is like jacked up then your body isn't able to recover as efficiently so the lower your resting heart rate the easier it is for your body to keep you functioning at rest with like at a less strenuous level
1: Mm -hmm. and having a lower resting heart rate too is able you're able to hit that rest phase a lot more readily your heart's not jacked up you're you know, your your pulse isn't skyrocketing, your adrenaline isn't up, you're able to re- be more relaxed and have that higher quality sleep and all that other good stuff, right? Yeah,
0: playing into that recovery phase, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, which, what's
1: next? Uh, which ties into the next one is lower blood pressure. That's another huge thing that we should be tracking, and seeing those numbers go down is just as important as seeing the weight go down. (laughs) Um, Lower blood, I mean, there's so many implications with high blood pressure. Increased um, risk of stroke, heart attack, coronary artery disease, um, aneurysms, and aneurysms don't just mean in the brain, they could be elsewhere in the body. Um, But by lowering our blood pressure, we are easing the stress off off of our blood vessels. Again, ties into the lower resting heart rate where Things are more relaxed. Things are flowing a lot more passively, and the body is becoming more efficient. Switching from inactivity to activity, our bodies can adapt a lot more readily. Versus if you're always redlining, you're going to be tired all the time. You're not going to perform your best. It's going to be very difficult to feel good. <laughs> Anything to add to that one?
0: No, I think you, you did very well with... <laughs> with not nerding out on it, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: But yeah, and I mean, when we're when we're young, we don't think about shit like that. We don't think about like blood pressure and heart rate. We consider those like old old people, old problems. people problems, right? Totally. Um, and in reality, these problems like heart attacks, strokes. What we're seeing, and especially from the medical side of things too, uh, and, and I, I think you can attest to this as well. From the medical side of things, we are seeing a lot younger people have heart attacks, have strokes, have um, rupturing aneurysms, um, people in their 20s and 30s with ridiculous high blood pressure problems, that they're already on medications. So our society has shifted so that these are not no longer just old people problems, they're affecting everybody equally. And I mean sure there's a genetic component, there's a biological component that sometimes you just roll the dice and you just were dealt a shitty hand. Two analogies that do not <laughs> even make sense, but you're dealt a shitty hand, yeah, there is that exception to the to the rule. But now we're just we're seeing more of these old like this older population's afflictions starting to affect younger people. And that's scary. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Um ah, this is my favorite one. So another good way to track progress, and I love this one, is increased energy and sex drive. Crazy. 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 You put work in, you get more energy throughout the day. Why? Again, come comes back down to efficiency. We're becoming more efficient with our body. Our body is using those calories we eat, that food we eat, all those micro and macronutrients we're using them more more efficiently. So we're able to have more energy throughout the day. We're able to um, have better sleeps. We're able to have better sex, more endurance. We're able to function properly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually something that I try so hard to explain to people because it's such an ass backwards concept. Like you were telling people, you have to spend more energy to have more energy and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? If I spend more energy, I'm just empty. I'm just like, I got no fuel left in the car. And it's like, no, like, I hear you. And yes, that's what it's going to feel like at first. And you are adding one more thing into your day by putting the time and effort into exercise and putting time and effort into the food that you're eating. But the outcome of this and the benefits of this, like, outweigh those moments of feeling like absolute trash. Like, uh, yes, absolutely. After a workout, like you're likely going to be more tired than you were before going in. But as you slowly like build up that endurance, that's what this is all about. Like you're building up your endurance and forcing your body to become more efficient when it comes to how they expend or how your body expends the energy. And it's it's a slow process, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not a long process. No. Like it at first it sucks. It sucks a lot. Like you already feel like your day is full and now I'm asking you to add one more thing into it, but when you start working out or getting that exercise in, whatever that looks like, slowly pushing your body and forcing it to spread out your energy reserve and making it be more efficient with that energy reserve that you are giving it, it, with that coming, the fact that you are fueling it properly with proper nutrition, which is why these things go hand in hand together, like, at the end of the day, if nothing else, you're if your purpose is to simply just feel better, I'm down for that. Like, if you have zero interest of, like, giving a shit about how much weight is on the bar or how far or how long you can run, that's fucking fine. I don't I don't fucking care. If your only goal is to feel better, I'm here for that. And exercise and better nutrition are, are the easiest way to do that and I say easiest because I get that there's a lot of things that go into that but it's the it's the one thing that you can really control right at the end of the day you yeah. can control the amount of time you, you focus on your exercise and you can control the food that you put into your body
1: yeah um, and it's all like it's all a trickle-down effect right if you eat properly you know you're getting high quality foods those single ingredient foods and you're getting good exercise you are increasing resistance to fatigue smash an entire pizza and see how you feel afterwards. You're probably going to feel bogged down. You're going to feel super bloated, super tired. Um, You're going to get the sleepies. You're going to want to nap, right? You're going to get the sweats. Now, if you're doing that consistently, you're always going to feel like trash, right? And if you're not exercising, you're not expending those calories. You're not using up those calories. They're just sitting there. Your body is just storing them as, as fat, and you're not really expending it. It's, it's unused energy. It's unused potential energy. But now you add exercise into the mix. You're giving your body that stress so it can adapt. You're pushing that boundary a little bit further so your body can be like, oh, shit, I have to increase my output now so that I can rest and recover afterwards. And um, rest
0: and recover better.
1: And rest and recover better. Yeah. And what else are we doing? We are implementing a a a a facet of stress management right we can talk about meditation we can talk about sleep we can talk about therapy and those are all great ways to manage stress to deal with stress but also exercise helps us deal with that stress too because we get that endorphin dump we feel good we get our heart rates up and our blood pressure up a little bit so that our body can again stress out, and then bring us back down to to ground level, right? So it's a good stress management technique. And by managing stress, what are we doing? Improving recovery, improving sleep, improving mood. Um, Tying all this together, too, between nutrition and exercise, we're also getting a better, higher quality sleep, which is super important to everything. It's super important to brain function, to mental health, to physical health. By getting that good quality sleep, you're improving so many facets of your life.
0: And going back to the the pizza comment, like, if all your body is used to is poor quality foods that aren't giving you, like, the macros and micros that you need, your body, you're forcing your body to rely on poor energy sources. Mm -hmm. So. If you are not fueling your body accordingly, you are going to feel like shit on all of those things. If you fuel your body as you should 75 80% of the time, it's it might sound ass backwards. But eating that pizza, like, sure, in the moment, you're going to feel all of those things that you listed off. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel bogged down, all of those things. But your body's ability to recover afterwards mm-hmm. and to, again, efficiently, and effectively use those calories for what they're worth all comes into play, but you have to teach your body how to do these things. Yeah. Right? And that sounds so goddamn hippy-dippy, but it's true. Yeah. Like, and and you, and you yourself, too, like, learning to utilize those calories for the calories that they are. First of all, enjoy the fucking pizza.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: is, if you're, we don't have to, I'm I'm going to say it because I feel like we have to say it, but, like, if you're smashing pizzas and burgers all day long every day, like, you know that's not good. You're listening to this podcast because you, you are trying to find ways to be better about that. But if you are incorporating those things into your life on a semi-regular or irregular basis, like, that's not going to suddenly, like, throw your body completely out of whack. Like, it's, but, again, finding that space where you can be purposeful with your food choices when it comes to how you feel and properly fueling and all those things. And then, I'm going to use the word balance even though I just talked it. And then finding the balance of getting to eat those foods that you are craving or going out with friends and having that meal that you've been waiting forever to have girls' night with, like, whatever that looks like. Like, again, in order to be effective and efficient, your body has to learn how to do both. And if you are not teaching your body how to effectively and efficiently use both types of foods, Mm -hmm. then your body's never going to adapt. Yeah. And you're just going to be stuck in never being able to sleep properly, your blood pressure's through the roof, and your resting heart rate is 79, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, this, don't take this to mean, don't take, don't take this to mean that we're saying pizza is bad, or burgers are bad, food is fuel, food, are, food is resource for our body, um, food is also a mood enhancer, it's good for our mental health, if you're eating chicken, rice, and broccoli seven days a week, your mental health is going to suffer. Sometimes you need that treat, right, mm-hmm. to help you feel good. So pizza, processed foods, you know, those, those, those. Pizza, burgers, sushi, yeah.
0: Chinese food. Yeah. Vietnamese, I could go on. Oh, I just want a steak sandwich. Oh. A Philly cheesesteak sandwich is all I freaking want in my life right now. Anyways. I've Absolutely. been craving that for like two and a half yeah. weeks.
1: But like food is resource and, but we can't rely on those processed foods all the time. We need to incorporate some healthier foods because they are drivers to proper health, right? They're drivers to... Because they're so calorically dense, you could be overeating on the regular and gaining weight, right? And if you're not giving your body the appropriate proteins and fats, your your, your mind is going to suffer too, like you're, 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 you're going to have that brain fog and everything, but they're not bad foods. We just need to incorporate them a little bit more sparingly, I want to say is that is that, would you say that's right?
0: I, again, in layman's terms, like it's, there has to be whole foods that are giving you these purposeful macro and micronutrient dense calories into you have to give those into your body in order for it to like function at its highest we all know you need proteins fats and carbs to do the basic functions and then you need your vitamins and minerals to just like be a one so yeah that's and then and then you need you need the comfort food to
1: keep your brain
0: from fucking snapping
1: absolutely you need you need that you you absolutely need that so it's not bad but if you're relying on it that's when it kind of gets into a into a really dark place
0: yeah okay moving forward
1: (laughs) Spiraled out a little bit on that one. Yeah. Um, Better workouts. This is a great one to monitor your progress. Is how, how are you working out? How does that workout feel? Are you absolutely dreading it? Or are you excited to crank out a solid fucking workout? And I love this one. Because, like, there's nothing more fulfilling than having a solid workout and being like, I crushed that.
0: And even at that, like, the example that comes to my mind for this, I posted this on the Instagram a a couple of weeks ago at this point, I guess. Um, But seeing progress in your workouts comes in so many different ways. Like, for me, I posted on the Instagram, I've been running my 5Ks very inconsistently, but more than I ever have before. And while my times aren't changing a whole lot from, like, run to run, my pace, like, my last run pace was fucking dope. I was, was so jacked on that. That
1: was so clean. And, like,
0: when I compared it back to last year when I was, like, my last year's 5K run, like, it was insane to see the difference. And, like, yes, my time was better than last year. I think I had shaved a couple minutes off. But my pace, like, the consistency in my pace, like... That's what jacked me up. Was I pissed that I didn't run faster than I did the week before? Yeah, a little bit. But then I looked at my pace and I was like, "Yo, like that is progress on its own."
1: Absolutely.
0: And there's so many different examples of this. Like, sure, I maybe you didn't add more weight to the bar this week, but the reps felt better, or you oh, cranked yeah. out more reps, or you just felt better about your workout. Your squats simply felt better. Your deadlifts clicked, and you were able to pull. Like, all of these things are signs of progress in your workout. More than just oh, I added ten pounds to the bar this week. Yeah,
1: I and, and I, I I say this all the time, like progressive overload doesn't just doesn't always mean just adding weight to the bar. Like if you can do a set, you know, three sets of ten squats and your form is a one, those entire reps, like you did not feel that form break. You felt you felt good. You felt solid underneath that bar. That is a big progress win. Like that is a massive progress win. Because it means your body has adapted. Your body is adapting to that stress, and you're able to push more. You're not sandbagging your 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 weights anymore. You can confidently approach that bar or that 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 rack and be like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this this setup." Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's a big progress win. It, like you said, it doesn't mean you add weight to the bar. Yeah. Eventually, down the line, you you might add five, 10, a hundred pounds. But in that moment, that week to week progress of how do your squats feel? How do your deadlifts feel? How did you feel after your workout? Did you feel absolutely just shammered, and you know, are you going to be recovering for the next two weeks, or do you feel great, energized, jacked up, hyped, and then the next day you're probably ready to crank out another workout? Yeah, that's huge, right? And another one that um, I think people, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people actually actually monitor this or not, but how do your DOMS change week to week or month to month? And by DOMS, I mean delayed onset muscle soreness, that three-day post-leg day feel, right, for lack of a better term.
0: Can't sit to piss.
1: Yeah. That one. But how are those progressing? Yeah, the first week, you might feel like you got smashed by a train. But then two weeks, three weeks down the line, You do a workout you do that same workout and you feel great the next day those doms start slowly dissipating 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 and then disappear entirely this is not to say that doms are always going to be that that doms are going to disappear entirely from your life no eventually as your training progresses and as it as as it evolves you might get doms you might still get doms they don't always disappear but how we bounce back from that is super important
0: i think it's interesting that so many of these things that we're talking about like fall back on like what your recovery looks like and I think like I'm just clicking this all together right now that like all of these signs of progress that we're mentioning are falling back on how your body recovers and it just goes to show that maybe that scale is not moving but your body is still adapting in mm-hmm. so many other ways and like that adaption is what we're looking for mm-hmm. we are looking to stress our bodies out to a point where we are forcing it to recover more effectively and more efficiently. And I'm just this light bulb.
1: Huge <laughs> light bulb moment. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and going back to the better workouts, like tracking progress is also being able to progressively overload too, right? If you're stagnant, if you have spent the last four weeks squatting, 135, and you're just you can add more 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 sets, more reps, or more weight, and you're just stagnant. Something is obviously wrong. Whether that's your recovery, whether that's your nutrition, whether that's poor programming, but it's progress that like it's things that we need to track. You need to go back and track all that progress, track all those things, and be like, where is the fault? Where is the that kink in the road? Sort yeah. Of thing?
0: And that's why, I mean, we've talked about tracking before and all the different methods of tracking and why tracking is important because it does show you your your progress and your non-scale wins. Like, mm-hmm. it, it shows you where you are winning and where you are losing and how to be better in the future, how to make your programs better, how to work out more um, efficiently and effectively. Fuck, them, I'm going to use those words all day long. Sorry about that. Um, but all of these things, like... When when we talk on this podcast, I, my biggest fear is that we sound redundant. Yeah. But it all falls back onto, so like they all fall back onto each other at the end of the day. Everything that we speak about falls back onto the basics of movement, nutrition, and recovery.
1: Yeah, it's all just one big Ouroboros. Pretty sure the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. It's all it's all one circle it's all one circle it all it all ties into each other at the end of the day and when there's a fault in the line that circuit that that circle is interrupted and that's why i guess fitness and wellness is so redundant because we need to have all these factors feeding off one another and accentuating one another and improving one another because if one if one link in the chain fails the whole chain falls yeah excuse the redundancy But it all ties in. It's all the same. It really does. It really does.
0: All right, what's next?
1: Um, Increased strength. And I don't necessarily mean this in the sense like increased strength in your gym lifts. I mean increased strength overall. Can you walk
0: up the stairs without huffing and puffing? Can you do that hike that almost killed you last year? Can
1: you take the groceries all in one go? (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I think it's so funny because I remember this so clearly and I don't know why, but like, fucking two liter jug of milk, that bitch used to fucking kill me, like, and I mean I I think I I don't like I was it's probably still in my teens when I noticed mm-hmm. like that thing was getting a little bit lighter, but that was a super cool moment. Like, it it's so clear in my mind, <laughs> like being able to lift up a two liter jug of milk with one hand and like. Pour it into a glass, like just moments like that are signs of progress.
1: Huge signs of progress. Um, sorry, Mike is dying a little bit. Um, yeah. Strength isn't just strength isn't just what you can lift on a bar. It's how you can function in everyday life, and to the best of your abilities, right? Which is going back to like things that afflict old people, being able to pick themselves off the floor, being able to walk independently without a walker.
0: Being able to get on and off the
1: toilet without without
0: railings or with a seated lift or all of these things.
1: Yeah. Granted, there will, there is, there's always pathologies that affect this, right? And my heart goes out to those people, like people with, with chronic, chronic illnesses, um, and this is not this is not this is not to, to shit on them or anything because they are suffering from something and, and it sucks however for the everyday person who doesn't have those things, these are good strength markers being able to squat down to tie your shoes without having to reach for something to lift yourself back up mm-hmm. um, being able to dress yourself right these are all important things these are all important strength markers that don't involve how much weight you lift on a bar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, And they're all very important.
0: And I think they can go both ways too. Like when I think of people who are like severely obese, like they struggle to do a lot of the things we just mentioned, going up and down the stairs, getting dressed without having Mm -hmm. to take a break, huffing and puffing by Mm -hmm. simply
1: walking to the car
0: and back, those things. But that goes for people that are severely underweight as well.
1: People who are very malnourished. yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They don't have the strength to go up and down the stairs. They don't have the strength to carry all the groceries in in one go like I think people often get the fear of being overweight is a bigger fear than being underweight for most people or at least it's more talked about and it's important to acknowledge that that goes both ways if you are not eating enough and you are not able to build your just like regular everyday strength forget the fucking gym like just you just you don't have the strength to move your body through just like your general life like that's important to conversate about as well. Mm-hmm. So this does go both ways. This yep. goes with weight loss or weight gain, and strength is a huge marker in those, especially off the barbell.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll tie this into a personal experience. I remember when I lost a shit ton of weight and I was down to like one sixty three. I was supremely undernourishing myself, and I think I I like I think I talked about this in a, in one of our earlier episodes. But I went to go, like, move a dresser. I literally moved it maybe 10 centimeters. Like, I dragged it. Pass right the fuck out. (laughs) Like, completely blacked out. Yeah. These are things that we don't realize. Like, like you said, the conversation about um, being overweight and, like, the fear of being overweight. Being underweight, there's so many implications. There's so many dangerous implications of being severely underweight as well not just in the strength component but going back up our list like your mood your blood pressure your heart rate all these things can be affected by being completely like being dangerously underweight Um, because your body is stressed your body is stressed it's using whatever energy it can to fuel itself
0: and you see this a lot with competitors like when someone is about to step like specifically bodybuilders when we are when the goal is to cut as much body fat off as we can you don't you don't necessarily see it as much because typically you will still see them working out and you'll still see them in the gym and that's that's what they're showing to the world but their the amount of weight that they are pushing drops significantly their strength drops like astronomically by the end of that by the time they're about to get on stage they feel like fucking shit yeah because they have no strength left left like yes are they still getting calories in are they still getting their macros and micros in yes absolutely but it's not to the point where they're increasing their strength by any means and then that's why the reverse of like reversing out of like uh, oh my gosh reversing out of a diet like that is so important because then the goal needs to become to Increase that strength back up. Yeah. Add a little bit more body fat. All of those things, and I do want to like touch on this real quick. Like when it comes to increasing strength, there is nothing fucking cooler as a female like going to lift something and the and like I mean as a paramedic, I get this all the time. Like I'll go to like lift a patient, and people will jump at me. Like men will jump at me to be like, "Oh, I can do this," and I'm like, "Fuck you, yeah. I can do this just fine." Like I remember specifically we were picking a patient up off the ground and we had them on a board and I squatted down and there was there was like there was firefighters around there was cops around and I could you can just feel them staring at you and and literally it's a female thing it's because I am a female that people think I can't do it and I picked up this patient put him on the stretcher blah, blah blah and this cop came up to me afterwards and he was like that was that was a really good squat and I was like I was almost pissed because I was like fuck you I like Yes, I can lift these things. Yep. Like, I have the strength to do this. I like it's a badass fucking feeling when even though it was definitely an undercut and I took it on the chin like a champ because I didn't punch him out. Like having someone acknowledge your strength is fucking dope, especially yeah. when they undermine you. Like hundred percent. Take a hike. Yeah. Get, I mean, sometimes I do it just because I'm being lazy as fuck and like the firefighters. Like, do you want me to do that for you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm on fucking. Night shift number two, and it's uh, hour nine of running my ass off. So yeah, I, I definitely want you to lift the shift for me. Yeah,
1: you had a nap. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, except you
0: had dinner tonight, and yeah. it was probably warm. Like, yeah, I ate mine in the back of the truck. Like yeah, no, I don't think so. But these little strength wins, as on a personal level, are fucking sick. When you feel like when you notice those changes start to happen, like getting up and down the stairs. Um, being able to carry all of your shit in and out of the car, um, getting out of bed without having all these, like, aches and pains, like, all of those things, and, like, feeling them for yourself is fucking awesome. But when someone else walks up to you and doubts you and you sh- tell them to fucking pounce in simply by showing that you can do it, that's also fun.
1: That's a huge win, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a massive strength win, too.
0: And at the same time, I also think it's important to acknowledge that, like, if other people are noticing your strength, that is a win on its own.
1: 100%. Because
0: maybe you're not feeling it. Maybe yep. you aren't and, like, maybe you don't see it. Maybe you don't feel it. But then you go and do something and people are, like, it, like specifically your circle. They they might start to pick up. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't do that before. Mm-hmm. Like, I noticed that, like, my mom is a prime example of this. Like, when my mom started working out with you, there was, like, little things along the way that I started picking up on. Like, she didn't believe she could do it, first of all. Like, she has this huge roadblock of, like, no confidence when it comes to her, her strength and things like that. And just seeing her be able to, like, do things a little bit better and more effectively and more efficiently without getting completely blasted. Like, people notice these things. And if someone is telling you, like, yo, like, I see that. Like, I see you. Like, hear that. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. Because just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not happening and it doesn't mean it's not real. They're not going to lie to you. No one's gonna lie to you about getting up the stairs better. Like, why would somebody lie to you about
1: that? Yeah, I think the biggest, oh, one of the one of the things that like made me the happiest as a coach was seeing. Uh, hopefully, she forgives me, but seeing your mom like deadlift over a hundred pounds for reps. Was the most incredible thing to see
0: coming from a woman who was terrified to just lift the
1: bar. She, her first words to me was when she saw the bar, was, no, never. Yeah, it was. It was never. It was a hard no, and we went from a hard no to deadlifting over a hundred pounds, four reps, and she had probably what never touched a barbell never before. Never touched a barbell, and she was deadlifting over a hundred pounds, four reps, perfect form. Yeah. Like that was the most incredible sight to witness. And I will never to like, until the day I die, I will never forget that, that day or the look in her face. Like, <laughs> she'll never admit it though. She'll never admit it. <laughs> she'll never admit it. She'll never admit it. But seeing the pride and the happiness that exuded from her, because she accomplished something she said she would never do, was the most incredible thing in the world. I
0: think this is something we do need to add to this list. I'm sorry you don't have it written down, but a non-scale win is when other people notice your wins. Yes. I think that's huge.
1: Massive. Aspe-
0: like Even whether it's your strength or your endurance or your weight loss or your weight gain, if other people are this... Oh, oh. Sorry, Brookie Poo. I'm You're you're getting called out right here. I'm so sorry. Um, for those don't, that don't know, Brooke is my BFF for life. They're part of the girl squad. Anyways, um, we are going to have her on here at some point because she has a different battle than we do. And so Brooke is in this fantastic journey of gaining weight. Brooke has been the opposite of me. And my issue was always being overweight. Her issue is being underweight. She's very outspoken about this. She's going to be mad I'm putting her on blast right now, though. Sorry, Brooke. Um, I can hear you yelling in your car. (laughs) 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 But Brooke was over at my house the other day. And she was standing at at my sink. We were getting ready to go out. And this girl's butt is growing, okay? The booty gains are strong. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, Brooke, like, what the heck, girl? And she's like, I don't really notice it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm noticing it. She's like, yeah, well, like... She's like, my partner, like, said something about it, too, but I, like, really don't see it. And I'm like, ma'am! Like, she's like, but, like, look at my abs. I'm like, you've always had abs. I don't give a shit about your abs. Like, your booty is growing, and you are doing phenomenal. Like, and it was so hard for her to be like, like, accept that? Yeah. So, but, like, if other people are noticing, it's working. And Mm -hmm. listen to it, and accept it. Let them give you the compliment. Let that compliment sink in. Let them acknowledge that what you're doing is fucking working because we're all assholes and nobody wants to accept a compliment. But in this instance, if someone else is noticing your progress, fucking own it. Yeah,
1: embrace being seen. That is a huge thing. And being seen is—you can't really put into words what that feels like.
0: Because you can't because you don't want to yeah. accept it. It's exactly. a normal human response to be like,
1: oh, I don't no, see you're it. just yeah, you're yeah. just pumping
0: my tires because you're yeah. like my friend or you're trying to be nice. Like, yeah. No, once again, if someone is commenting on it without you fishing for it, they probably fucking mean it, unless they're a real sadistic asshole. And if they are, get them the fuck out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, non-scale win when other people see it before you see it.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, She's going to be so mad. That's... <laughs> It'll be fine. Sorry. She'll She'll yell about it a little bit. We'll just give her a glass of wine and be like, sorry. 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 <laughs> um, uh, this list could go on forever, but I'm just going to touch on, on, on this last one because this one is um, important to me personally, but better concentration, mental clarity, and mental health.
0: Bye-bye, brain fog.
1: Bye-bye, brain fog. Bye-bye, negative thoughts. Um, hello, knowledge gains. <laughs> um. Part of my weight loss journey, um, going severely overweight to severely underweight to something where I'm comfortable and I'm happy at, I found that there has been a massive shift in my mental capacity, my mental clarity, my sense of being very introspective, and my coping mechanisms. And that is a huge non-scale win for myself, and I'm sure for others out there as well. Um, over the last little bit, I I don't think my weight's fluctuated that much, but I know when um, I know I'm when I'm not at my fittest because uh, I get really intrusive thoughts. Uh, I always feel like I'm in a brain fog. I I wake up groggy, moody, uh, and just feeling like an absolute trash panda. When exercise, when I'm exercising, when I'm getting all that all that stress out when my recovery is better and things are getting back to normal, back to a healthier state, I notice. I notice in how I'm, my general moods are. I notice in how my performance is at work and how sharp my mind is, uh, especially on those fucking brutal night shifts. <laughs> um, and just overall, like, memory retention.
0: Hello, hormones.
1: Hello, hormones these are things that you can't tr- you can't track with a scale. You can't really measure with a tangible number. It's a feeling. It's it it is it is it is an emotion. It is something that you 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 notice very passively, but we often forget about it. Absolutely. It, it often goes by the wayside. We don't we don't really hone in on that.
0: And I mean, you said that it's hard to measure with a number, but it is something that we ask our clients during check-in. Like how's your mood been this week? How are you feeling? Like, do you feel like shit? Do you feel like you could take on the world? Because it does play into, are you over-exercising? Are you under-exercising? Are you eating foods that are purposeful? Are you getting in the micros and macros that you need? Like, all, are you drinking enough water? All of these things play into your hormones, which is exactly what you're talking about right now. Like, everything you just mentioned falls back on your hormones and if they're all out of fucking whack because you're not taking care of yourself like yeah you're gonna feel like absolute shit something else that came to mind while you were talking about this was um like you went to like a knowledge is power moment but the body positivity that you give yourself throughout all of this as well is also super important Hoya. Oh, yeah. like acknowledging the days that you do look good or the days that you do feel good or the days that your strength is better or your endurance is better, all of those things,
1: feeling better about
0: yourself is also a non-scale win. Yeah. Like, if you can see or feel that what you're doing is working or see and feel when you're having a a bad day or a bad week with, with your fitness and nutrition, like, those are wins on their own. Being able to pick up and being able to acknowledge, like, when you feel like shit versus when you feel good, and being able to put the pieces together of like, why do I feel good? Why do I feel like shit? And being able to like build those into one another is a huge win because your knowledge is, like your body awareness Mm -hmm. and getting in tune with your body, that's that's such a big thing. Like this journey is so personal on so many different levels.
1: 100%. And
0: if you are starting to get in tune with those things, you're gonna do the things that make you feel good
1: yeah hundred percent at the end of the day progress doesn't always progress doesn't always include the numbers on the scale um, I like that you mentioned body positivity because for the longest time it's either been very very like almost like ableist conversations like you're too fat, you're too skinny, blah, blah blah. Measuring progress is how you feel, like you said. It's how good you feel about yourself. And we can be on that quote unquote obesity side of things or that obese side of things but have amazing health markers. Amazing mental health. We could have we could be the we could be fit, we could be strong. Um, we could be athletes and still fall in that obesity category. Absolutely, it's all about body positivity. It's all about feeling good about yourself, improving your health, improving your longevity.
0: Yeah, I think like I think I've been, quote unquote, obese my entire life according to the numbers and the scale. And it's really fun. I think I touched on this a little bit last week, but this week it's been very, very forefront in my mind. Like I way the same now as I did in high school and so it's like the skinniest I've been in fucking 12 years and I hate it like I I, I I've had so many compliments in the last two weeks of like holy shit cat like your waist it's snatched like what happened what did you do like blah, blah blah and I'm like thank you thank you for the compliment thank you for acknowledging but I feel like I don't feel like shit that's not true like I feel good but like my body is not where I want it to be right now, and that number on the scale that previously would have been a win, like, I've acknowledged it, and that's great, but I want to pack on a couple pounds of muscle. Sure, why not? (laughs) Like... Why not? Yeah, just little things like that. One more thing that I do want to add to this list too as a non-scale win is um, your relationship with food. That's like... How you look at food, how you feel about eating, um, the foods that you go to when, like, you feel like shit, like, what you feel when you are eating, like, all of these things are super important. And I think they fall to the wayside sometimes because we are focusing on, like, the actual body progress, like, whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like. So take those as wins as well. Yeah. Like, if you ate three, four times today and where previously you were eating once or twice, that's a win. If you were able to go to the grocery store today and actually purchase foods that, are, that you are proud to say that you purchased, like, that's a fucking win. If you cooked, if you cooked a meal today where previously you couldn't cook anything at all, that's great. If you ate your meals and you had no guilt behind it, that's a win. Yeah. Like... Your relationship with food, how you look at it, and the emotions that you have behind it are super important.
1: Yeah. You know, so many people, especially when people are so locked in their body image, there's almost a guilt about eating certain things or eating a certain amount of things. Yeah. Right? Having a good relationship with food is not always making those proper food choices. It's accepting that, hey, I can treat myself every now and again. Mm-hmm. I can eat a little bit more because I've also been training a lot harder.
0: Or I've fueled myself appropriately yeah. Yeah. for X however many days.
1: Or I don't need to eat this entire family-sized bag of chips. Yes. I can eat a small bowl and feel good about myself. Having that good relationship with food is very important to a lot of things. And probably, we could probably tie it into this entire
0: list. Absolutely. Because, we talked about nutrition, I think, every single point.
1: Yep. Nutrition is so interwoven in all these facets. Because, again, comes back to that to that ring, right? Everything feeds off each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nutrition pun, right there. Hey. Um, but nutrition and having a positive Relationship with food is probably a foundational stone. Absolutely. Of this whole thing.
0: <laughs> Full stop. Mike drop. Full
1: stop. Um, that's the list. <laughs> that's.
0: Yeah, we kept this pretty condensed. We didn't, because, like I said, like there's so many of them. We could talk about fitting better into your clothes. Yeah. Um, feeling better about how you look in the mirror having some muscle definition, we can talk about all of those things, but these are a couple of the ones that maybe don't get talked about enough and some that are a little bit easier to to track and to mm-hmm. see and to, like, have that immediate feedback with. So hopefully you can take some of these and and give yourself some wins today. Like, think about this list. If you have to listen to this podcast again and, like, write down each note, like, do that probably throw a link up on the Insta- I'll I'll put a post on the Instagram that summarizes all this actually. And go through the list. Go back. Like if you have a smartwatch, it's tracking your heart rate. Mm-hmm. You can easily pull that up. Yeah. Like all of these things, any of these things, if you, if you track your workouts, if you write down all your workouts, look back on the numbers. Like if you are writing down your workouts and things like that, start tracking how you feel before and after. Like, yeah. You can do all of these things. Use these as benchmarks that are just as important as stepping on the scale first thing in the morning after you've taken a piss and a shit. Like, yeah, use this.
1: Absolutely. So, guys, with that said, that's how we're going to close out this podcast. Remember, we want to know you guys are listening. We track our analytics on the regular um, just to kind of see it. But we want to see you guys posting up on your social media, screenshotting um, this podcast, throwing it up on your stories. And just tagging us, because we, we, we love to see that. We, As much as I love the feedback I get, like face-to-face, I also love seeing our name out on social media there. Uh, please, please, please give us a five-star review on Spotify, because that just allows us to be more visible uh, to the general public, not just our friends. <laughs> <laughs> we love our friends. We really do. We love you guys. We really do. We appreciate all the all the love and support. Um, And we appreciate you guys tuning in every week to hear us just ramble.
0: Have a good week, guys. We will chat again next week. Have a good day.
1: Bye-bye.